tell me that you built a time machine? Uh, get the Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Get, 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 get. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I'll have what she's having. Okay, welcome to Peaked in High School. This is the podcast that we talk about movies from the 80s. My name is Lex. And I'm Mez. We are Lex and Mez. Uh, today we got one that, from memory, was very 80s. Like, people don't really Oof. talk about it. Now. Well, the only reason we watched it is because it came up in conversation at my work on Friday about how, like, kind of ridiculous it was. And then I was like, I need to watch that again. Yeah. And also because one of, well, it has a very well-known 80s male star, but also a very well-known female lead. Yes. Well, in today's day and age, definitely. Mm. Um, and it, the movie is? Mannequin. Mannequin. Um, <laughs> and I definitely remember this film, watching this film as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I think it is, it's actually a few risky type of risky type of scenes, yeah. but for some reason <laughs> it, it, I got away with watching it and it's not too bad. It's very 80s. It's very 80s. <laughs> it's it's very, kind of ridiculous. 80s. Okay. So you mentioned the cast. Yeah. And the main character is the mannequin himself. But let's, sorry, before we talk about that, tell me about the plot. Well, I mean, it's about this guy who works in like a mannequin factory, I guess that's what you call it. And he gets booted because he's been like taking too long being artistic. Yeah, he thinks he's an artist. Yeah, he thinks he's an Well, he kind of is, right? And mm. so he gets fired. And then he gets fired from all the other jobs. And then he manages to get a job back in the department store where his like favorite creation has been placed. Mm. And it turns out there's like this weird subplot of of like ancient Egypt. Oh, that was ridiculous. And then like her spirit of this ancient Egyptian princess is in the mannequin. It's a very loose (laughs) interpretation of history of the Hollywood magic of why um, the mannequin the mannequin comes alive, but she comes alive to his luck, I guess. Only to him, though. But only to him. So it seems like he's gone a bit loopy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. In that, in those scenes are pretty funny. And I guess it's a romantic comedy, so, you know. Yeah, the romance. Well, and then, like, she helps him do the window dressings and it kind of, like, saves the department store from going bankrupt, which is kind of funny because department stores are, like, one of the things that have really suffered in, you know, and online shopping and Mm. COVID and everything. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it it was weird that such a big thing about the window stores and i don't remember like i do remember well, like Danny like, djs I yeah, but the they do that store. now still like people go into the city to see the windows in like djs and stuff mm. the christmas windows mm. and mm. i think they probably do that in like new york at macy's and stuff as well mm. it's like a yep. big deal but obviously this is like a thing this is not christmas it's this not, a christmas not christmas movie. no not at all and it's based in philadelphia so yeah i don't know if philly's a big commercial area well i mean it would like have, every big city like would have a cbd yeah yeah, it was, it was interesting in that regard. But we should talk about who is in it. Yeah, exactly. So so the first and foremost is the mannequin, who's played by... Kim Cattrall. Who is... Samantha. Samantha from Sex and the, from City. Sex and the City. So before she was a cougar, <laughs> bomb, sex, sexually like, liberated bombshell. I like Samantha. She was a younger, pretty blonde, I want to say. She is pretty. She's yeah. got a pretty face. Yeah. And yeah. you said she was in... Well, she's sorry. She's Police in Police Academy. Academy. I've never really film. watched those movies. They're yeah. not really yeah. my. There's two people from the Police Academy um, from, from in this movie. Um, the first being Kim, obviously, and the second is more of a sneaky actor, but Lieutenant Harris, 
who is typecast always as a cop. Or he's, a he looks cop. like a cop. He's yeah. The, yeah, he's like the I went through his list. Everything he's ever done, he's a cop. <laughs> Granted, half of them are the Police Academy movies. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But he, he's a cop, essentially. So he probably was a cop once upon a time, so he knows how to play it. And the male lead is? Uh, Andrew McCarthy. He's like... 80s heartthrob, part of the Brat Pack. Part of the Brat Pack. St. Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink. Mm. Brett Easton Ellis is Less Than Zero, which is the author of American Psycho. And so mm. Less Than Zero was made into a film a lot earlier than American Psycho was. Mm. And he's in that. He's also in a really good 80s movie called Class, which we should review. Yeah. That was quite risque. Mm. But he's, he's, he's cute. You he's got a baby face. He's got that 80s cute. Kind of looks like Michael J. Fox yeah. in the sense that he's know, young. You know, like when, when you talk about people from the Brat Pack, you think of like Emilio Estevez mm. and... Um, Judd Nelson and Rob Lowe, mm. all of them. Mm. I'm sure he was just as well known and popular at the time. At the time, yeah. but now, like, he left acting and became like a director and stuff. So, yeah, I don't think he made it past the eighties. No. Uh, yes, Whereas so the others kind of did. did. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, you the know. rest of us did. And Rob Lowe has. Rob Lowe has absolutely. He's still, I'm still seeing on the TV. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, anyone else worth mentioning? Oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, 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 David uh, Spade. Yeah, not David Spade. Not Spader. Spader. Spader, James Spader. James Spader, yeah. Which is so funny because he was in uh, Wall Street as well, and I mentioned that. He's kind of all these, like, these weird side characters, mm, mm. you know? Well, he's in, and I read, he got, I don't know if he got nominated, got the award, but he got nominated for Sex, Live and Videotape. So he's in that. Okay. Which we'll have to watch again because I'm, again, this is one of the movies I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid, but I think <laughs> I've I could sneakily watch it. Yeah. But From Memory is a really good movie. It but, is a good movie. Um, he's a rounder. He's been around heaps of movies. He's aged since. well too. I saw him the other day and he has aged well. But his character is quite interesting as well. And we'll talk he's about an that asshole a little bit. in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And I think one of the Golden Girls is in it as well. The... Perhaps. I don't know. I never really watched that show. My parents didn't like it. So mm. we just never watched it. Right. I think she's in it as, a, as the owner of the... The, um, the department, the department store. store. Um, let's talk about the department store for a second. Oh, I like um, a department store. It was very, I mean, it was funny at the start because it's very plain. It's like a lot of room. Yeah. And the, in contrast, the, the competing. Yeah, store, it has like it glitter or in industry or that something. That felt more 80s. Like it had. Yeah, like, like long. Mirrored roofs. And like what's that stuff like tinsel coming straight down like when you walk through it like that. Yeah, that was random. And it was like so many racks of clothing. Oh, my God, so much clothes. Too too squishy for it's like me. There was no back room. Everything was in. I was like, racks. you know, like you racks on racks on racks. <laughs> I worked in department store when I worked for Clinique. Yep. It was then Grace Brothers, mm. now Maya, mm. and I always liked how you know separate they were. All the all the counters and stuff like yep. that appeals to me. I don't like a squishy shop. It all sucks now. They have to kind of go into yeah, lines. To get. Yeah, yeah. But the same token, obviously that format's not working anymore. You're going to Maya or. Or, or DJs now, and you're like, there's no one there anymore. Like, mm. and you're probably right. Maybe e-commerce has done part of that. The other part of it is it's not moving with the times. Look, I don't know. I think the city stores probably are fine. Mm. You know, like the big ones, and maybe that's eventually it won't be the suburban centres. It'll just be, mm. you know, the flagship stores in the city for department stores. I don't know. Mm. So, what do you think the themes are in this movie? Well, I think one of them is like you know, love or whatever because mm. she doesn't want to be in this arranged marriage in ancient Egypt and mm. then, like, he's kind of being, like, fucked over by his girlfriend who mm. works for the competition but is mm. obviously just using him. Mm. 
and then like he ends up having to be with a mannequin like Mm. You know, like it's a it's a strange. It is a strange you know, movie. I think a lot of it was part of on creativity and being creative. Yeah, that too. It's we'll like talk- don't be creative when you're making a pizza. Just make a fucking pizza. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but he found an outlet where he could be creative, and it came in the strangest places, which is decorating <laughs> the windows for a yeah. For a, for a At which point, store. I think we should talk about his co-worker. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and your initial as a child. All right. So sorry. So there's one <laughs> other character. So I can't, I can't remember what his. The actor's name is, but the character's name is Hollywood, and he is an eccentric young black man um, <laughs> who has his really out there outfits and out there glasses. He's incredibly um, flamboyant. Flamboyantly gay character who, who respects Skinner. I forget what his name is. Oh, they never call him by his name. They always yeah, call him by his name. last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He respects him because he thinks that he's an artist and he puts all his work and yeah. he's very insular. But he respects him and he wants to learn from him. But yeah. he's he the character is actually pretty cool. But as when I was young watching this movie, yeah. I just thought he was an eccentric, young, yeah. cool black man. I, didn't I didn't realize it was the uh, stereotypical flamboyant the gay. gay guy. Yeah, and it's quite. You watch it now. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> but the prejudice. I guess it is prejudice. Like they're all like, oh, the fairy or whatever. I'm like, wow, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he gets called a few, gets names that are borderline derogatory, derogatory yeah. but they act like, okay, well, now now we have two of these crazy creative yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's kind yeah, of Yeah, there is that idea, like the people who do the creative work in there are like nuts or something. Mm. Like it's this funny sort yeah. of and Since we brought this up, I was going to bring this up later on, but there's that stereotype, which, you know, arguably they're very flamboyant gay men out there and then that's cool. But um, this is a bit over the top. Yeah. But the same token, he's a cool character. Yeah, so, those so glasses, man. <laughs> and he's like very the... 80s as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought he was cool. I don't want to go as far as to say I said to my parents, I want to be like Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought he was just cool, oh you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there was another character in there who's. Well, yeah, just that can't be any worse than me saying when once driving through King's Cross, I want to be like those girls standing on the side with their knee skirts when I grow up. <laughs> I don't know which is worse, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, depends which parent. Yeah. yeah, but there was another character who also, you know, is, is an unfair stereotype, but is the Italian oh, Armand, his name is. He works for the um, yeah, other he works with, and he's always trying to crack onto the girlfriend. Yeah, the, his, his like, ex-girlfriend. Like, he's a leech, but like in a, like a, what's that, lech? Like he's disgusting. Yeah, like. Like overtly Yeah, like violating the space. Like physically, but also yeah. like, do you want to have sex with me? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like and really, I guess wow. Maybe there was more of that stereotype in the 80s about Italians and, <laughs> and being sleazy, but. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty over the top. Oh, it's um, terrible! It's in your face. It's it's sexist. <laughs> what he says, it's vulgar. But you kind of just laugh it off. I, don't well, know I wouldn't even go as far as maybe saying back that then. If a man spoke to me like that now, I'd hit him. I'd go to the fucking police. Well, she you hits know? him a lot. Yeah, she does. But, but I would like it was so bad that if that occurred in the workplace, work- I would go to the police. Oh, a lot of work, like <laughs> a lot of workplace. Acts in this movie, yeah, which is I, I know, not I know. But let's get to that Collusion, a bit later. <laughs> sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. It's um, sex with bri- mannequins. Bribes, yeah. It's terrible. Okay, well, let's get to the fun stuff. What makes <laughs> this <the> fun stuff. <laughs> What makes this film 80s? <gasps> Everything. It's so over the top 80s. The ludicrous plot. Yeah. 
for one, like the hang gliding inside the um, the pump store. store, the montage, the different costumes and music yeah. montage. I mean, the outfits are outrageously 80s. And it's funny because it's 1987, but the outfits seem like early 80s, really. Yeah. And a lot of it's showcased because she's a mannequin. They're showcasing yeah, that's the true. style the a style. lot. So Shoulder pads, like yeah. sharp lined clothes. Like it's very, Even yeah. like the lingeries. The lingeries. Very, <laughs> yeah. very lacy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Yeah. It really, in the fashion sense, absolutely 80s. Yeah. And I guess just the fact that, you know, department stores department in general. Stores, yeah. You know, like, is that an thing. 80s thing? I think it probably came around the 70s. But. Um, no, well, I mean, department stores have been around since the 60s, mm. really, the 50s and 60s, you yeah. know, but they probably had their their real heyday, I reckon, around about the 70s and 80s. Mm, mm. The way this film is shot is very 80s as well. Yes, like, it's very it's, patched together, isn't it? It's patched it? together that you can see. When the scenes change, it go like a little sound will come, yeah, and the screen true. will just wipe off like a really bad yes. PowerPoint. You know, yes. it's like a fade. <laughs> like a fade. That all the kids in my class think is like cutting edge technology when they make a PowerPoint. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Guys, but this is in a movie sort of thing, and you're like, wow, is this really happening? There's this part where they they fast forwarded it a little bit when he's hanging from the from, yeah. the, from the sign at the oh start, like, and he's like, oh, yeah, and they like fast forward just a bit to make it a bit more comical. Yeah, it um, is. It's a bit slapstick as well. A little bit. The cast was very 80s, a lot of... Yeah, I mean, it is, mm, you know. Yeah. But I've told you before, like, I love big cities in the 80s. Mm. There's something about them. Mm. That has no. a feel. Absolutely. You know? Um. So what's your favourite scene in this movie? Um, I was trying to think about that last night when we were watching it, to be honest. And I think it's when they take the mannequin, the rival store people take the mannequin to their store to try and bribe him into coming and working for them to make the successful windows and mm. then like he's trying to run to get to her because the ex-girlfriends put her in like the chute to go into the compactor or whatever and then hollywood has like the, the hose. fire hose to hold people off. he's like you know mine's bigger than yours yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and i always thought like It'd be so much fun to do something like that, like hose the shit out of people like that. But then when the water stops, he's like, oh, shit. You know, mm. like, it's always like when you're doing that to someone. That's surprising because yeah. you've been on the receiving I end have, of being hosed. it was hosed. not good. <laughs> it was very, very bad. Can I just say that yeah. that when that occurred yeah. and my next neighbour was involved and he had to go home and lie down in the dark. Yeah, it wasn't a fire. It wasn't a fire. No, it was a garden hose. <laughs> And it was like yeah. bullets. Yeah. It was a war zone. Well, that's what. That's why, like, those ten cops couldn't get up, no, man. They kept falling they over. Kept falling over. Well, I mean, the strength of a fire hose, like, the pressure is amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, I like that. It just makes me laugh. Like, mm. I just, you know, mm. it is. It's, and I guess it's because he's so over the top, woo, like, screaming yeah, and stuff. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think he probably made the movie. <laughs> I, I thought it was very, like, those slapsticky scenes where they're chasing him and he's falling uh, under their yeah. legs, very Benny Hill type uh, it of It is, it is. Yeah. Um, I thought that were funny. But all the scenes where the staff think he's making out with a mannequin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they think that he's making the female voice because they can hear her voice <laughs> because she can appear in front of him. Yeah. But they think that he's doing the voice. Yeah, and they're just cool with it. I know. They're like, oh, so you're just taking your uh, mannequin home? <laughs> I know. It's weird. Yeah, and they're like, they catch him like nude or semi-naked yeah. with, a, with a mannequin. It's pretty funny. Um, but they play they play to that joke as much as they can. 
Favourite line? Oh, Christ, I don't even know, to yeah. be honest. I was going to say that scene, I think. Though. Yeah. My one's, mine's bigger than yours. Yeah, that's but probably, yeah. I, uh... I mean, back on, on Hollywood, I think that his car was pimp as oh, well. his car was amazing. That yeah. pink car. It was like a pink Cadillac. A pink or, Cadillac. Or a Chevy, like as big as a whale sort of thing. Yeah. And the number plate was... Bad girl. Bad girl. <laughs> Bitchy RL. And I was like, that's pretty pimp. No wonder oh, I thought man. he was... I wanted, I would, I wanted to be him. That was like cool. That. Yeah. Far out. Imagine driving on the freeway in that bastard. Uh, oh. It's really cool. Um, and that scene there is pretty cool as well. Yeah. Anything that wouldn't fly. We've already touched on this. I think there's a lot there's in a this lot. movie. It's, it's But let's start with the sexual harassment. The sexual harassment, I mm. mean, you can showcase it, but I think if they were going to film it in a workplace that was supposed to be set in modern times, they would not be doing that, no. you know. Like mm. I you know, the fact that it's then, it doesn't make it acceptable, but it definitely makes it, like, mm. believable for that yeah. time, you know. Well, I mean, that character, I don't know what his first scene is, but when he rocks up to Armando. where she lives. Armando, what's his name? Armand. 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 And Roxy. Roxy, Roxy, Roxy you're so foxy. Yeah. He's like, come into my car. Can like, I have you? Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Jesus. Oh, my God. It's I like. Know. And then when she's on the phone, it's like, how could he be satisfying you sexually? Yeah, ah, I know. Like, wow. And the random thing, and we pointed out, for some reason, he ends up like successfully getting her into getting bed. Getting her into bed, and he can't get it up. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't know. He's like, because you're so cold. Yeah. And he she's blames cold. her. And he, and he, and he gaslights <laughs> her. So he sexually harasses her, <laughs> assaults her, and then gaslights, gaslights her when he her can't get an erection. After right. he's been talking wow, a big a game for like the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's insane. Um, but then the- I asked you, because you have travelled to Europe, I have not. You think that there's men still over there that still catcall and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that that, that culture's not dead everywhere. Mm. Um, obviously, where we, we're at. I don't mind a cat call, though, to be honest. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Like, I remember my cousins when they used to come along, and because my cousins look a bit different, you know, they're darker and, yeah. and pretty. They used to get cat called a lot when yeah. we were just walking down the street. Yeah. And this is back in the 90s, I want to say. I used to as well when mm. I was younger, not anymore because I'm old now. But, mm. but then again, maybe it doesn't happen as much anymore. I haven't heard of it for a long time. But then again, I'm usually walking around by myself. <laughs> You have many women catcalling you? No, actually, probably none. <laughs> so I did come into the house and say, is there a sexy man in the house? <laughs> Just like from, you know. Yeah, something blew up my nose. What <laughs> <laughs> blew up her nose? Oh, um, but, yeah, that. Um, so the other character, which is Spader's character. Oh, yeah. So he's working at the department store but yeah. really working for the owner of the rival the one rival. to get like intel or kind of run it into the ground a little bit yeah because yeah. then he defects back to the other one yeah so like, they do a bit of insider trading yeah of like he they're in collusion so that spader's character can run the company yeah. to the ground so he can sell it, sell it. To, yeah to the competitor and that kind of backfires but that boss as well kept using these mind games against everyone yeah. saying, oh, you know, I'm going to leave soon, so someone's going to have to take my place and just yeah. bullshitting the whole time. But what about in the ball, I guess, no, not so much ball meeting, but like a staff meeting with the rival one, and he was like, everyone's going to work, or I'm going to basically, he was like threatening them with death. I was like, no, 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 
who the fuck's well, mind you elon musk sent some email out saying work harder or get fired and something like mm. half the work was like yeah well fuck you i'll go get a job yeah, somewhere yeah. else I, I actually know someone who left their job you know but, but that's the thing right like i mm. mean that that kind of work ethic is unacceptable mm. but it definitely occurs oh, it still occurs more. i mean that that doesn't it's not unique to the 80s and obviously it's probably even worse as, as you go down work history i mean bad bosses still happen mm. oh, and yeah. people who have that what's it called like rule authoritative, authoritative yeah, sort of style, style yeah. um, kind of dictatorship style it still it still exists but it's not a good workplace by any stretch of the imagination but just seeing it and you know seeing it now i don't understand why people keep working for people like that i mean i guess when you know there wasn't money, a lot of you know work or whatever but now where there's like you can't get people i just you know people refuse to do jobs that are remedial now yeah um, and rather be it paid nothing do you think millennials will get this one? yeah i think so mm. I think so. I think Gen Z might not, mm. <laughs> to mm. be honest. Yeah. You know, but it's funny because there's this real, like, um, fascination with late 90s, early 2000s culture from them. Have mm. you noticed that? And I guess it's kind of like <sighs> not so much the 80s, maybe more like 70s or something. I don't know. But they're, mm. they're really, really into. Yeah. And I think Stranger Things as well made a lot of that age group interested in the 80s. Mm. But they'll never understand the way that we do ridiculous movies like this, you know, mm. because I don't know, maybe we're more accepting of them because we sort of lived through it, mm. you know. But I always think when they watch ones that are this 80s, mm. they're probably like, huh? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Like they like just don't get it. Gaping holes in the plot. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not as accepting yeah, maybe of yeah. the ridiculousness. Yeah. So sequels in this film. There was a sequel. Yeah, there was a sequel. And you found out an interesting tidbit about it today, didn't you? Okay. This film I think was nine million to, to produce. Yep. And and pull back forty million. Oh, that's decent. So that's a good what's that, four times the budget? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, the sequel, not so much. No, was it 1991, the sequel, I think? Yes, it was early 90s, and it had Christy Swanson. Oh. From um, Buffy. From Buffy. Original Buffy, yeah. Who was, I guess, big at that early 90s. I love Christy Swanson. I don't like her anymore because she's a Trump supporter. But anyway. But uh, that film, they spent 10 mil, and it grows 2.5. Oh, my God. <laughs> so weird. That's terrible. So I guess the franchise is still making money, <laughs> but if you think probably could have not gone that sequel. I, I don't remember watching it. I, I never think a, not, a lot I of don't. it was um, based on Hollywood, with Hollywood's success. Because oh, he, he was back in he it. He was back in it and trying, oh, to, trying, to, um, trying to hold it. Hold it. But keep it up. Potentially didn't work. It's called yeah. Manic on the Move. So, oh, Manic on the Move. So I guess it's more of a... <laughs> on the road <laughs> like Ooh. maybe combining it with national lampoon's vacation i don't know like but there's that and the story itself is actually based on a 40s pygmalion film. isn't it isn't it based on pygmalion no i don't think so i read it was based on a movie similar plot but a 40s kind of um do i want to say musical but but those type of kind of like king and i type of movies and it was based on Athena or one of the Greek gods kind of coming back into a mannequin form. Yeah, but it, that, but Pygmalion is based on a sculpture who falls in love with his creation. It's right. That's the theme. 
Right. That, well, that's, potentially. That's what the throwback is to. Yeah. He, he, was, he fell in love with his creation. It's kind of like that because mm. he created it, right? Her, mm. Emmy. Emmy. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, that's right. she introduces herself as. Yes. Um, so the sound. Very Egyptian name. The sound, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Is interesting. Because the song was nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. And that song is nothing going to stop us, which is um, when you hear it, you're like, yeah, that song. It's played in the credits and played once beforehand. It's a very 80s song. Yeah, that's true. But um, it's it's Starship, right? Starship, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right, and it got nominated for I don't think it won. Did it win? I don't think so, no. I had a few other songs. I think it was like at the end we saw like four songs. Yeah, in the it was not a very, uh, yeah. It wasn't full of music. And that was the 180 song, which which accompanied the movie. Yeah. And it went pretty well. All right. So give me a rating out of 10. Oof. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think it's it's like a 6 out of 10, right? Yeah, I feel like it was better watching it in the 80s. Yeah, it, it was definitely a better in the 80s. Yeah, 80s it didn't um, <laughs> didn't mature it well. Did, no, it, it didn't. Yeah, it doesn't transfer well to mm. now. Mm. I like Andrew McCarthy. I like Kim Cattrall. Yeah. But it's but she's not a very good actress, you know. She's good as Samantha in Sex and the City, mm. but in movies, she's not a, she's a much better television actress than she is motion picture actress, film actress, you know? Oh, very different characters. I think all her characters in the eighties was the the heroine. The pretty blonde. The pretty blonde yeah. you know, what's the word that? Well, what is she in Police Academy? Same deal, yeah. She's like a cadet who, you know, Steve Gutenberg, is that his name? I don't remember. He's, he's kind of trying to woo and it kind of gets her in the end. Sort of yeah, okay, right. Same deal, the love interest, right? You know, obviously that character of Samantha is, is everyone talks about it. Mm. Even in other movies, people talk about Samantha, right? So she's very, uh, she developed that character really well. Oh, so yeah. I feel like her, her acting skills is pretty good. Yeah, it's just yeah. it developed. I don't think in the 80s. Well, she's it was a lot older than as well, and she's been around the traps more, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I give it a six out of ten. I mean, it is what it is. Mm. It's you know, it's short, it's a little bit thrown together, like you said. Mm. <laughs> I give it a five and a half. <laughs> like I think, uh, you know, like it was better mm. as a memory than it was a rewatch. Yeah. Uh, 40, 30, 40 years ago. I don't know. But, but yeah. <laughs> Let's not say that. Actually, I also, so it just <laughs> remind me of another scene I liked at the very end with the, with the cleaner who's trying to like emulate oh, that, that. Trying to get another mannequin. Get another mannequin. Like, yeah. And then just kisses one who ends up being his ex girlfriend who's knocked Roxy, down. Yeah. Roxy. And um, yeah, I don't know. He, She's he, assaulted he made me again. Laugh. <laughs> no luck that one but she's got a bitter heart so thank you for listening like and subscribe hit us up on uh, thepeakedpod at hotmail.com if you want to email us you're better hitting us up on Instagram alright peace bye two things I love to do it's fight and kiss boys come on honey.